0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM.
1: From everyone and um, welcome to sister speak today you're on the show with me lamisa me mariam me Farin.
0: and me sonia
1: yay we're all here <laughs> um so how are you guys it's been a while i feel like you know well, it's good to see you like, she's live in
0: the studio <laughs> by the I'm way the studio, not, I'm not. <laughs> zoom
1: calling in or uh, yeah i'm not i'm not on a computer alhamdulillah i'm here in person um, well. <laughs> it has been a while so we've got a good show today our main topic is surrounding um, women in higher education and and higher roles, I guess. Very, very interesting topic that we're all going to discuss about. Um, But yeah, before we get into everything, Marim, do you want to let everyone know what our show is about?
2: Yes, so our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics and social media. We want to note that all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other opposing views. Exactly.
3: And
1: if you guys do want to get involved with the
3: conversation free and where can they get in contact? We are live on Facebook at Inspire from Luton. You can call us on 01582481822 and you can WhatsApp us on 0779481822. You can also message us on Twitter let us know your thought of the week and we can read them out during the live.
1: Exactly. Um, please do follow us on Instagram as
3: well at SisterSpeak. At uh, SisterSpeak. Yes, you can let us know your thoughts thoughts and your thought of the week or uh, any updates that we have on our instagram as well
1: exactly great stuff so yeah um okay i guess we'll just go straight into our thoughts for the week this week um so this is part of our show where we discuss something that has hit us like a realization uh should we start off with sonia oh i felt like coming. <laughs> <laughs> hello
0: everyone uh, my thought of the week so uh, i just got so many thoughts this week mm-hmm. i think and my thought of the week would be this is really hard to do, but don't let things bring you down. Mm-hmm. I sound so vague, but I'm gonna tell you this, it's the most silliest thing ever. But I bought this new thing. It was a little um like a sticker that you put onto the wall, mm. um, but I put it onto the wrong place, okay, and I couldn't take it off. Okay. And the thing is, the whole point is that the sticky is strong enough that you can't take it off. But I I'm the one who put it in the wrong place. Oh no, and I didn't realize that. I spent nearly an hour just trying to peel this back off the wall. Oh, no. And then I was literally sat back and I thought, This has ruined my day, it's actually ruined my day, yeah, it did. I told everyone, I told my mom, and everything, and then I was like, You know what, I need to just stop, yeah, because I'm feeling so sorry for myself, yeah and there's there's big issues like even today I've had bigger issues than mm. that and like I've left that now but it definitely overwhelmed me in that moment in that moment um, so yeah I think it sounds like a silly thought of the week but it was it's just what I went through this week so I was like I need to just let go of things sometimes mm. and don't let them take over and consume me no matter how big or small they are just 100%. you know cause there's nothing you could do sometimes and yeah. it's
1: I don't think it's silly I think it's something we've all been through multiple times probably it's a lot more common than like hearing you say it yeah
3: Makes me feel good because I've done
0: that well, so many times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: it's um, like that thing where you're already having a bad day and just you have so many bad things happen to you today, thing, and yeah. the one thing is like, oh my god, it's yeah. like that tips you over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So I
2: do think it's there's it's more deep rooted than that if you unpack it because I think it comes from a sense of perfectionism that we're expected to have things exactly how it's meant to be. And so then when we do- it doesn't go the way we want, mm. we become overwhelmed, we come, yeah. become consumed because mm. we already had this expectation that it would go this certain way. Mm. And that's why, although you may think that's trivial, it's not because it's applicable in so many situations. Mm. And we see ourselves um, grappling with that a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's also on the background of we have so many things that frustrate us that aren't in our control and i think we're aware of that so when things that are in our control go wrong yeah it's just like you just
0: don't even know (sighs) how to respond sometimes exactly exactly i'm glad you can all relate that makes me feel better (laughs) i feel like we're not
2: given adequate tools to how to manage these kind of emotions especially in school Mm -hmm. i think me and i've talked about this Mm -hmm. before um i just think that we used to do pshe if that's the sort of thing i think yeah. Uh, what is it? It's like a community type of topic that. What topic? I subject. think ours is called citizenship. 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 So it was about kind of promoting. Um, I, what was it
0: about? SHE, <laughs> I think it stood for personal social health education. So it's yeah. very like random, but like s- it's
2: just like you do
1: like maybe ten minutes a week or something. Yeah, That's no, how much we no, got honestly, anyway. Nothing. It's supposed to like promote good culture, Telling uh, so, like, oh, you how oh, to okay. be a
0: good person in life. I think. Yeah, so do not you
1: English think it did its mind. job? Since none of us actually know what it was. So.
3: <laughs> no, but, I mean ten minutes a week is a really short time <laughs> to like be a good human. In it, you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, well, my school same, similar. Mm. Like it started off as a big thing, and then as we got to these, it died down as a subject. They had a
1: tutorial, which is like 10 minutes before break. Ours just disappeared as They're just, well. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. just
0: disappeared. So what was the point you were going to say? She was saying, mate, we
1: need tools to, we need to learn these tools to equip yeah, us. Maybe, so we need maybe th- <laughs> PSHE
2: or, mean or a great.
1: subject that they still do.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, emotional
2: yeah. intelligence is something that I'm very strong about. And I feel like you can, a, per- a child's character is developed until the age of seven. And if you put instill that in young people from, from primary school up to, yeah, in primary school, then that will help them to manage the emotions they grow older because they can't make sense of what the emotions are. They can't regulate that. They can't govern it because they don't understand the rationale behind it. And so then when we grow older, because we haven't been taught those tools, we don't know how to respond to situations yeah, how to deal with because it. it comes from your childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not talked about a lot because we just kind of brush it off saying, oh, it's such a t- trivial thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's, it's a lot. M- it's a surface level thing that it just needs to be addressed in a more deeper deep-rooted
3: way Mm. yeah I think my sense of like uh, you know perfectionism came from my dad just expecting me to be good all the time and I think from our parents it also comes like all the tools that you have to do this like they they also make mistakes but for us it's more it's worse for us that we can't make mistakes and we get yelled at when we're like children
2: (laughs) it's It's a cultural thing
1: it's a cultural thing it's a whole like it's a very you know you have to look at this issue I guess from multiple different aspects school has an aspect home has an aspect every Mm. everything to try and help us understand our emotions and be able to deal with them better. But I guess as adults, going with Sonia's thought for the week, if something doesn't go your way, just try to let it not consume your day. I think the more conscious we are about it, that helps overcome it a bit more.
2: I think it's also the essence of having introspection, because when you understand yourself more, you can actually pause in that moment and take a step back and say, OK, these are my big emotions how do I deal with this? How do I make sure I don't respond in a way that I'll regret later on? Or just take yourself away from the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really important because the more we react in those instances, the more you regret. So thanks, Sonia, for this good right.
0: Thank you guys for validating my feelings and also telling me how it's quite normal that we don't know how to react in those situations
3: 100 percent this third of the week segment is such a it's such a random thought that you're like I, i'm only thinking this and then yeah. when you actually come here and you actually say out loud it's like it's so relatable everyone feels the same way exactly so Farin, very nice do you want to let us know what your, <laughs> your thoughts for the week is um my thought of the week I feel like my whole personality trade this like past weeks has just been my exams and related to all the stress or revising i'm th- I'm sure you can really as well and the thing is I feel like I'm so chilled out for no reason i'm not i feel like i'm i started revising too late Mm -hmm. obviously i have like three weeks until my first exam but i'm so relaxed and i don't know if that's a bad thing or if it's a good thing because i feel like you should be relaxed and revising Mm -hmm. and everyone around me they're all panicking revising panicking revising and i'm literally no revising and relaxed oh (laughs) so i'm going through this thing where i just feel like i don't have any time because i'm my time management at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. this last year i feel like it was really good and mm-hmm. because i didn't have that much stuff to do but now i'm putting so many things at priority and leaving the exams and then i'm like i'm too tired to do it and then mm-hmm. i don't end up doing it and i'm gonna give an example for example today i had like this big break and all i was doing was just sitting there it's because i c- i can't put my mind to it so i'm gonna ask you let me start, because you're doing exams mm-hmm. so what kind of advice can you give me to concentrate
1: I have a lot of advice to give you however I don't think I follow any of it so <laughs> <don't->
2: <laughs> I'm joking
1: I'm joking I feel like it's about um, thinking about what your goal was so I was very much like you in A-levels and I know that when things don't go your way at the end you know you're going to regret it, right? So Definitely. first put that in your head, the fact that you deserve so much better than having to go through this whole process and then regret at the end of it, right? Not only that, you ha- if you have time now, and I know you're saying you feel like you don't have a lot of time left, but what I want to say is it's never too late to start. And that is the biggest thing to always remember. And I think the reason why we try and put off our studying so much is that we feel there's a pressure on us and we don't want to confront thing that's coming our way but those exams my love are gonna come whether you like it or not this is this is just what i want to say to my younger self they're gonna come whether you like it or not right that day is gonna come and you're gonna have to face the exam so you want to be in a position where you're most well prepared to actually deal with it when the time comes so in that sense even though there's not a lot of time left you just need to start and as soon as you start just build it up little by little and that's the most important thing i think this year for me so my year started june 2022 and is still going on and it's going to finish june 2023 which is where we're coming up to now and there's a lot of stuff to study and a lot of content and there's only two months left and i'm just sat here like i really don't want to and and my issue is is that a lot of this stuff i've seen before but because i've seen it before and i know it's quite complicated i don't want to tackle it
3: <laughs> yeah i relate so much there's stuff that you like comfortable with yeah. and you know that's the thing that you keep revising every day. Yeah. And the exactly. things that you actually need to revise that you don't know. It's that like you, you know keep procrastinating. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And it's like in your head, it's almost like I feel like there's a fog that comes over my head where I'm like every time I see those topics, I my brain does not wanna digest that information at all. Like I will do whatever it takes. My phone's always on do not disturb. I will actively go on my phone and we know. You know <laughs> <easy>. <laughs>
2: that
1: was weird. Okay, that was that's really weird. <laughs> Um, but my phone's always on do not disturb but I will actively go on it and seek people out and that's when I like start responding to messages (laughs) because I don't want to study but I would say once you try and get rid of that fog and be like no I'm actually going to focus this time um, and you actually start looking at the content and it starts to make sense once you start getting in that rhythm you'll realise that you will just keep going and it's fine. I think one other thing that really helped me as well was study with me videos. I'm not afraid to say that I use with those what? videos. So you go on YouTube and you write like study with me. Oh. Um, and it's like the Pomodoro technique, but it's like 50, I do the 50, 10 one. And when I see someone else studying, it almost makes me wow, want to study amazing. myself. Yeah. I so. think that's
0: quite normal though. When people go to like libraries and stuff, exactly. you, know, you're
2: just can, you just can you break. explain that a little bit further for those who don't... The you know.
1: Pomodoro Technique. So yeah. I think it's where you have small focus sessions and then you take regular breaks and it means that you're able to study for a longer period of time rather than just studying for, let's say, an hour, hour and a half, three hours straight. And then being like, oh, I can't do it the rest of the day. If you do 25 minutes, five minute break, 25 minutes, five minute break, you can study for a longer amount of time. And it's more effective, apparently, because you're focused for that small amount of time. So you get all of the revision that you need to do done properly without any time for procrastination because you have your five minutes at the end of every 25 to do that.
3: Um, my, can I share my revision method? So what I do is I time, do you know the time lapse op- option on the camera? That's what I do. I just put it there yeah, yeah, and really. I talk to it. Yeah, it's such a me. <laughs> <Well>, and, <then laughs> and I watch it at the end. Then I put in music and I'm like, I did this today. So I have yeah, like evidence that I did it. I, and I used I have to do that as
1: well. That's really good. Also like talk talking through anything, any concepts that you don't understand, but like you don't even have to pretend you're a teacher. You could pretend you're a vlogger or whatever, like turn on the camera yeah. and talk it through. And then when you hear yourself going through it, you can, you're kind of checking yourself Learning, as you're yeah. saying it. It's a, good, it's a good method.
3: It's a good technique. And the Pomodoro technique, I also use it. But it's this app that um it doesn't... Because obviously your phone is such a big distraction. You go like any apps. So it's an app that it has a 25-minute timer like you did. But if you go um out of the app to like, uh, I don't know, TikTok or something, that it kills a tree, which is like uh, a... Yeah, I remember imagine that a tree. Yeah, the, that oh. came out
0: when I so was... So I'm was like, oh
3: my God, no, I killed a tree. So I just <laughs> leave it on the timer. <laughs> and then when the break comes, I just go on Instagram. So from yeah. your... Um, advice I'm taking to not procrastinate and where remember when my goal start. start yeah definitely first one <laughs> remember what I want to do yeah and time
1: management I think the remembering what you want to do is actually really important it because is a lot of us kind of forget our focus when we have long term goals and then it kind of gets to a point where we're like for example studying you you have a dream or an aim job that you want but it's so far ahead in the future and you're just like how far ahead is it like is it really that important but it's about reminding yourself like actually this is something that i want to do and it's going to come one day one time very soon so i may as well try my hardest now and then hopefully i can get that goal in the end but it's hard like you have to keep reminding yourself yeah definitely but i think when you have a goal in mind it's so much easier (laughs) to do things when you don't have a goal in mind then your focus is like everywhere but yeah. It's
2: just being intentional about what you're studying.
3: Yeah, so to everyone we're revising, we can do this. You got this. We can That's pass our exams. Atomic habits, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you have the time. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> study <stick laughs> <to laughs> your textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> but one, I think one uh, takeaway from Atomic Habits, if I may, um, is just um, separating your time into more manageable um, aspects in terms of if you don't find a certain topic on which you both mentioned appealing then attribute it to something appealing so say for example I'm going to study this really hard concept but after that I'm going to reward myself Mm. Um, that makes it easier and also make it visible in your room so when I have something when I tidy my room and I need to do something I put it right in front of my face so then I can't avoid it Mm. so that really helps because your environment is kind of encouraging you and prompting you to do that certain task Um, so that's just a little tip as well
3: See I'm so toxic what I would do is I would hide it and then when I feel like doing it I would put it (laughs) right back (laughs)
1: Oh, I love her. She is so relatable. <laughs> we don't endorse in <laughs> do No, we don't. No, work hard, work hard. The atomic habits are important. Yeah. Habits. Work hard and little and often. I think just once you start and you do a little bit every single day, then it's easy to build up.
2: I also think it's important to factor in having breaks. I feel like we were very polar. We either work extremely hard and then burn out or we just completely despite the work that we need to do and just complete just rest i think we need to be more balanced in, in our approach Definitely. and that way you won't feel feel that you're just consumed by this task and you will feel that okay this is actually a lot more manageable and it's a lot more healthier mm. um, and then you feel more inclined to actually do that task
1: mm. yeah but i think it's it's hard to to develop that so give yourself time Definitely. Do a little, 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 little. But little everyone offer. has different
2: learning styles. So what we're yeah. suggesting it doesn't necessarily mean that it will suit you. You have to kind of do a trial and error. You have to explore different techniques. Hundred percent. I find my technique, studying technique, in my final year of university. So,
1: and people studying techniques wow. change. What worked for you? Hundred A few years back may not work for you now. For example, I used to learn by like making notes and talking it out, but now I've realised actually just doing questions now helps me. I used to hate the library. I never used to study in the library. Now all I do is study in libraries. So it, you know, it's whatever works for you. Um, but yeah, very nice. Very good thought for the week. I love it. Um, Mariam, what's your thought for the week?
2: <laughs> well, uh, so my thought for the week yesterday, I attended an event um, by Unisa Finance. So for those who don't know, she does a lot of workshops on um, helping Muslim women elevate their understanding of finance, um, upskilling themselves. And she has like an array of workshops. Mm. And uh, what I find really interesting is how she really focused on the idea of central uh, making your faith, the central idea of gaining understanding of uh, finance. and I think that's really important because she said that if you want to become intentional with your finance, you have to be intentional with your faith because it all goes back to that. It goes back to your faith. It's, uh, it's all the ideas that we're supposed to abide by um, and to kind of um, make sure that you know we're abiding by Allah's laws. And I think that was something that was really inspiring for me Because often we kind of separate the two We separate finance with goals And she actually talked about uh, how in Ramadan We have all these religious goals And of course that's incredible But do we ever think about our finance Do we make dua that we have halal income Because if we don't have halal income Then we're eating haram, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of us don't think like that because we just think it's coming to our bank account. We're not being intentional. And even the idea of not wasting money as well. So we're very unintentional with just tapping our card on various things. I think even I think we're all kind of uh, we all succumb to that kind of guilt. Um, so I think that was a really good workshop. I think it really opened my mind because I just feel that as I'm growing older I really feel like I need to be able to understand finance. Also in terms of understanding my religion in terms of finance because there's a whole thick around um, finance so yeah that's my thought of the week It's just kind of exploring a new area and it's quite ironic because I started a job in an area that deals with finance so.
1: <laughs> No I think that's a, that's a really good thought for the week um, in terms of trying to be more intentional with everything and you're learning a new area of Ardeen I think a lot of us we don't realise that all of these aspects, we know it but we don't look into it or we yeah. haven't properly understood it um, and the fact that you're actually going for it and, and learning about it in that way with your faith as the anchor is i think you know something we all want to work towards as well inshallah Inshallah. um and i love that because it kind of reminds me about my thought for the week which is being a bit more intentional i guess um and being a bit more mindful about all of the information that we're consuming all of the time um during ramadan i heard a lecture um and they were talking about how everything that we listen to and everything that we see and everything that we you know all of these types of things in a way you should try and increase the amount of it that is related to faith or related to God because that way it will help kind of manifest that Um, and I was thinking about that I was like what proportion of my day do I actually spend um, contemplating about faith or actually thinking about these types of things how much of the stuff that I am consuming is actually like in line with my faith, and is that maybe a reason why at times that I might feel like drifted away or maybe not? you know, um, so I was thinking about that and thinking I just want to be a bit more intentional with it because I know that as soon as I wake up, I'm checking my phone and before I'm going to sleep, I'm checking my phone, but what percentage of that screen time, that very large screen time that I have, um uh, what percentage of it is related to actually learning about concepts and things related to my dean, like I said, you know you're you're learning about the whole thick of finance that Islam has do i have the time to learn that probably (laughs) so like why am i not doing that so i think it's kind of around that trying to do a bit more um analysis of my time and seeing where i could maybe use it in a better way
3: yeah it all comes back to time management doesn't yeah. it we're so used to like uh, 15 second videos and just scrolling down yes. that we don't even can't put our minds to like a good inspirational video about anything think, like a uh, whole talk and everything mm. sorry Mariam, i'm cut you off no, no
2: no i think i think for me as well i found this opportunity on social media so there is the advantage of that i hundred no. i wouldn't know about this opportunity had i not been active on social media on twitter so yeah i do think it's about Surrounding yourself or following things or subscribing to things that will actually benefit you, as you just mentioned, um and especially in Ramadan. I don't know if you guys watched the Omai Suleiman series, Jannah series, it was incredible. It's something that me and my mom watched together, mm. and it's just so enlightening. It just really makes you feel so spiritual. So, I do think it really is about what you want to consume.
1: Yeah, I think I was also thinking that I don't just want to, I want to almost. Narrow down what I'm consuming by casting a wider net, if that makes sense. So I feel like a lot of the things we consume are just things that we already like, the algorithm knows what yeah, we want to yeah, see. Yeah. So in that way, I don't just want to see what I want to so see. Do you want to change a little bit Yeah, as well. I want to see a lot of things. I want. I don't want the media to be something that I've just, like one yeah. narrow thing coming my way. You're letting the media choose what they show to you. Exactly. Whereas you need to choose I you Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Nicely said, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of want to do that a bit more. So that's my thought for the week.
3: That was a good thought of the week. Well, I think you. we all had great thoughts of the week. This week. <laughs> it's because it's, it's been, this. been so long since we, have, we had like... We've seen each other in a
0: live studio uh, recording as well okay? exactly. if anyone does have
1: any thoughts
2: on the live, we shall be
1: checking them exactly and please do let us know your thoughts um you can follow us on instagram at sister speak um you can text or whatsapp in 0779481822 and if you want to call us if you want your voice to be heard on radio and you want to talk to us please do 01582481822. <laughs> um but yeah i guess that is that oh. for thoughts of the week okay um, so our hot topic yeah our hot topic now um so this is just something that's current in our lives at the moment. Um, what we're going to be talking about is... Uh, we've had a bit of a catch-up, but we yeah. want to have a bit of a catch-up about how Eid went, end yeah. of Ramadan, that type of thing. So, yeah.
0: So, I think last week's episode was of our reflections of Ramadan, mm-hmm. um, which me and Farine did, <laughs> so that was that was nice. Um, but just in general, talking about Eid, um, and I actually mentioned this in last week's episode as well, obviously, I hate using this word, but the vibes yeah. are very different because... It's officially not the summer Eid anymore. Mm. So we have like, obviously it's colder. Um, and that changes things from even just like I used to say Eid pray in the morning mm-hmm. was pray in the park. Like that was the thing. Yeah. You know, and it felt like you're in a Muslim country or something. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't do that this year because it was raining. Yeah. Or if you celebrated it on Saturday, it was still—it's just cold, isn't yeah. it? So you can't go at eight AM in the park. Um, but yeah, so those those little things have changed, mm-hmm. um, which I definitely noticed. Um, but in general, if it's just the catch up about Eid, it's always great, isn't it? I mean, not to plug Inspire From but I did go to the <laughs> Inspire Eid, and it's so nice. It's just it such is. a great, great thing to have. Did you see the Viking ride this year? The what? Sorry, the ship it no, was amazing did you did go on it you, yeah did you oh do- are you talking about that boat yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, like it's like a banana boat yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did see that actually. did you go on it no where were were you
1: sat at the back
3: where you sat in the middle I way? found it I found that the ride was really good in general but the fact that we were like facing each other we like yeah. strangers I was, that's was like, like, funny yeah. bit though isn't <laughs> it do you know you a kid told me
1: a kid turned around and said why are you screaming <laughs> wow and I looked at this child and I was like it's a ride that's what people do. ride and i'm scared
3: <laughs> you know what? i'm telling you all the kids were i don't know why if i feel like all the vibes with the kids were so mature on the they're, ride they're very brave they didn't they're smile those no yeah. screams
1: and i'm at the back like screaming
3: every yeah. single time it's like <laughs> they don't
0: know how rides are supposed to be experienced yeah. that's why we're up there with our hands up do screaming do
3: not feel that rush right? Really? No, like they're it's just like, like, like mm. the stomach uh thingy yeah i hate coming <laughs> <out>. yeah. <But laughs> this is why i don't go on
0: the viking ride okay? it's so scary
1: I, on, I was gonna sit at the back and my sister came and i was like oh because you're Scared, we'll sit at the front but it I'm so yeah. high. It does not, it does not. It's I saw so it, it's just like up. a little. You don't know. I felt like I was on the top, I was like on the peak of and so I was like, <laughs> so No, I went on the um, do you
0: know the one
1: that goes
0: up and down like it's a frog? The, yeah, the thing. frog world. that's like my ultimate favorite ride.
1: Do you like it? I, I went on it last year and I it's hit like I was scared. I screamed again on that one, and but my dad like was next to me was like why are you screaming?
0: And then I went on, and obviously, your age makeup and clothes and stuff, mm. you can just forget like that. Exactly. Yeah, and then I went on the daredevil one oh yeah daredevil one one is good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but i wore trainers which was fun with each clothes i did too you don't want your clothes to get muddy yeah yeah. exactly so there is ways there's ways what about
3: you guys i did not wear trainers i was like <laughs> beauty is pain i'm gonna wear my heels i'm gonna go on all the rides we love it, um, it. because i'm the, the from all my siblings i'm the only one that's like really that i want to go on all the scary rides so mm. what i had to do i had to adapt to my siblings <laughs> <laughs> so i had to go like on the boring ones So for them were like the scary ones and oh. i was like what are you doing so i sat on one with my two brothers and they were literally slipping off the ride oh. i was like what are you doing yes yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, oh. so i was like holding them like the oh. one hand oh. out of each other but it was really it was really nice i my, also
0: bought biryani. Sorry, just oh, saying. Oh, did you a, buy the monster. potato? Did
1: you?
3: No, I didn't. Did did it was actually good. potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I liked
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but what's your ultimate ride at the Fun Fair?
2: I don't like rides because I just bumper get scared. Bumper cars? To I you it, she's like my sister. No. like my sister. Bumper cars are just no, it, cars are best, it could be boring if
0: no one's like nah. you're hitting everyone and no one's hitting you. Nah, no. have so I have to I like all the bumper cars thing. I feel really? Because it's like going on
2: the table, like I don't want to be hit. I feel it's it's no, like the gym I feel like the just pushes you. That's the whole point. You have to be the hitter then you can do it
0: more. Exactly.
3: What's the one that goes around what do you call it?
2: It's like no. it's <laughs> like Where you sit on it.
0: No. Oh, what the little? I
3: think Sizzler or something like that. What is you see on it goes and Oh, Twister. Twister. Like no, it goes up and. It's, oh, she's talking oh, about that. The scary That's the one scary one. I do go okay, on. like well, that. we're gonna it's have like to a bring our conversation <laughs> to it.
1: This is fun though. Oh, my God. Um, but Yeah, join us Hopefully after, you after all enjoy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll the all for your Eid we'll be discussing more. Assalamualaikum.
0: <laughs> You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. A everyone yeah, and welcome yeah, 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 yeah. back to Sister Speak um, so yeah, before the show we were talking a lot about um, our experiences with Eid and how it all went we were talking about our favourite rides <laughs> uh, so yeah uh, it was a fun discussion, we just want to say if uh, that our main topic is going to be on visibility of Muslim women in higher education roles or higher roles in general um, and it is a very very good and fun topic. If you guys do want to get involved um, Vereen, where can they get in contact with us? Yes.
3: Um, you can call us on 01582481822 you can whatsapp us on 0779481822 we are also live on Facebook at Inspire from Luton. if you do have any thoughts or you want to let us know what you think about women working higher roles or just anything in general that you want us to speak about on the live you can let us know during the live you can let us know on Twitter at Speak underscore FM or you can let us know on Instagram at Sister so many avenues to get we in contact we have
1: so <laughs> many sources you just <laughs> have to get in contact exactly. and we'll be more than happy
3: to let, no, <laughs> let everyone know your thoughts
1: exactly so yeah like I said our main topic today is on visibility of missing women in higher roles so um, over to Farine who
3: chose this topic why did you choose this topic so the other day I was uh, wasting my time, obviously, and <laughs> scrolling <laughs> on social media, and you know those news that just come up and you're like, oh, this is ir- irrelevant to me. Obviously, so many news. So one news, uh, one thing came up, and it was this: a woman. She was born in Syria, and she was the first judge in America, and she was a hijabi. So I was like, wow, wow. I was what like. News uh, the news source was arabnews.com because the woman is Syrian. And they were just making her, obviously, such a big, I feel like such a big um, achievement to so do it. So was
0: she the first Muslim female judge?
3: She was the first hijabi judge, a I think. Judge. Yes, she in was America, the first hijab-wearing superior court judge in the U.S., oh, yes. Wow. Wow. So her name was uh, Nadia Kaf, Ka- yeah. And she took her, o- her oath with her hand on a copy of the Qur'an And I was like, wow. So when I read this news, I was like, because obviously I want to do law as well. So I was like, when I'm, well, inshallah, when I be a lawyer, when I'm going to be a judge, I'm going to be like, that could be me. me, And I was like, this is like my role model is something that I didn't. This is the first time that I've seen a woman with a hijab in like a, uh, a field that I want to do in the future so I was like this could be me I'm going to be with my hijab and I just feel like it was so nice to see mm-hmm. on Instagram and that's why I want to like the visibility that we're getting now it's awesome and that's why I want to talk about it and I want to talk about how imp- that like, we can do this stuff even mm-hmm. if we're wearing hijab even if we're not wearing it if we're, whatever we're wearing it doesn't matter as long as we know what we're doing. And we know what we're doing. We yeah. just need that visibility.
1: Yeah, wow. She. No one said it better than her. She said, <laughs> she said <laughs> what she said, okay? Thank very, you, guys. Very, true. I love, the, I love the inspiration for this topic. It's such an important topic as well. And like Vereen said, it's hard for us to... Um, often see people like us i think we're seeing it more and more these days but definitely growing up as well it was not easy to see um and i guess that's made a lot of us have that kind of hunger inside of us where we're like we're gonna make it happen so that people people have that um so yeah we love that um i guess the first question for you guys is what is your experience like uh, working in these roles we have a lot of we have a lot of high-flying people with us today so what's your experience like working in higher roles or working towards these kind of higher positions generally and have you ever set it as a goal for yourself is it
2: towards yes towards. Maybe, yeah maybe. everyone
0: um, all towards- of us <laughs> do you say, why don't
2: you go first?
0: okay uh we'll save the best last. <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of what's it like to work in these positions oh you know what it's it's good but it's also you learn so much in being there and also I feel like you learn how to bite your tongue a lot or Mm -hmm. overcome a lot of barriers so just to give some examples um, the amount of times I'm not even exaggerating and I don't particularly look young maybe now but when I'm at work you know on work attire, badge on lanyard on Mm -hmm. everything, the amount of times someone has come up to me and said can I speak to the manager please and then you just turn around and you're just like I am the manager <laughs> it's so nice to do, but I don't do that because I don't I just don't feel the need I'll just be like okay well I can help you you know I'm, I am in that role yeah. so you know the amount of times someone will turn around and be like is there anyone else I can talk to or mm. are you are you the one dealing with this mm. I mean, it's so patronising and mm. I don't even know where it comes from um, I don't obviously I don't wear the hijab so it's not necessarily because I am Muslim mm. but that's just because I am probably a, a girl um, yeah. a female um, but some obviously there is times where I know my work colleagues who are Muslim will agree with me on this and Asian people do look at you differently Mm. there's nothing you can say to prove it and I don't want to say that it's, it's a general thing it is my opinion and this is how I feel but you feel microaggressions and undermining just because of the fact that you know you're not right basically or you're 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 muslim so your thought process might be a bit different or your background is different you feel like no one's gonna say it to you outright well sometimes they might which is horrible but they don't often say it but you can just feel non-muslims kind of think that or they're more surprised like oh wow you got to this position how did that happen and it's like oh god we are educated you know we can do things Mm. um so yeah there's a lot of surprise a lot of undermining Mm. and then the worst part is sometimes it's from your own community as well. So your own Muslim, you know, community or Asians, it could just be whatever it is. Sometimes they're even surprised and shocked mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say in terms of the second part of the question, what was the second part of the
1: question? I mean, in terms of having those goals, have you, have you always been a person to have those types of goals and be like, you know what, I'm going to aim for whatever high position I can think of? Um, I think... Um, or have you ever thought, now nah, I'm not going to be able to do that? I think so many
0: times when I was growing up and even like when I was in Farine's stage, which is the second year A-levels, mm. there were so many moments where I thought, just I'm just not even going to try. I'm just not even going to try. You don't mm. often see Asian girls or Muslim girls in those roles. So I'm not even going to bother thinking about it. And, and that one of them was law as well, because I was into law at the time. And I just thought... Yeah, it's going to be very difficult. It's mm. just going to be hard because you just imagine it to be hard for you because you don't often see people in those that look like you in those mm. positions. Um, and then obviously with media, especially, I thought this is going to be very hard. And there is one or two, right? But the thing is, you always know those one or two because there's such a big deal because they're so special. Mm. Like there's a there's a hijabi um, news broadcaster in America. And almost so many people know her. The way people know her, I thought she was the influencer, but she's not. She's just a, that's her job. She's a news anchor. But because she's a hijabi, yeah. it became such a thing. Like yeah. wow, she's a hijabi that she's you the know. Best one. I'm not yeah. about. And she really, She the fact that Mariam knows what I'm talking about. i have just described her. Yeah. But do you know? Do you see where I'm coming from? Like you know straight away. But it's like why is there only one? Yeah. And such. A, so you think yeah. forget it. Like I'm not going to be the other one, am I? Mm. There's already one. I'm, not, I'm hardly going to be the second one. Mm. So definitely, there's so many. Like <clears throat> you know you stop yourself almost because mm. you think
3: you won't get there yeah i don't know um, that's why it's so nice to see you know that we can't do this in this generation and that we are we are all capable of uh, working in high roles if we put our mind to it and like you said if you, even if you don't have a goal i think um i think i always try to aim high obviously i'm not working in like uh, roles like you guys and i don't have i don't have, have any um uh, high roles that I'm aiming for now but in the future I think like you said like the law field for example it's really competitive and they're not only going to look at your degrees they're going to look at so many aspects so the thing I think it's just the thing to not doubt, doubt yourself yeah. yeah
2: I think there's a lot of factors in uh, that play into this for example your financial circumstance because you have to be able to have a financial backing to be able to engage with extracurricular a lot of people have part-time jobs and they cannot engage with these things and therefore they cannot get the experience and therefore they cannot get the exposure Um, and I think this is not something that's talked about or factored in when we're talking about how young people from our communities um, can aspire to higher roles we don't talk about how they have a lot of um, disadvantages that affect them so I think I feel like for me personally I did feel that I feel that Whilst it's easy for people to say that you should, you know, explore different options, you should look at extracurricular. Firstly, I don't have the connections because my family background does not have any, so I couldn't even use nepotism, okay. which a lot of people do use in this area. So a lot of people yeah. say this. It's always about what you know. It's not who you. It's all about wh- who you know, not what you know. Um, so that was the first thing. I think it's finance. So if you live in an area where there isn't a lot of opportunities for you to engage with different um, things, for example, if you, you want to get into law, then go to law dinners and things mm. like that. You won't have the finest to even travel out yeah. to London or to area where there is a high uh, there's a high density of these opportunities. And that's the second thing. And then we have the whole attainment gap to um, as a as a way of helping young people to get the specific grades that they need to mm. be actually be recognised or identified as someone that's capable. So I feel like there's just so many factors uh, that play into this in terms of your aspiration because you already feel disadvantaged and you are disadvantaged in so many other ways. Um but for me personally, the way I kind of come back to that, like Alhamdulillah, I do I do feel like I have that sense of privilege that I worked in university, I was able to, I didn't need to contribute to the household as much. Um and so therefore I w- I was able to use that money to do the things that I wanted to do in terms of my opportunities and that's what's helped me to get the role that I have today. Mm. Um so I think it's just there's just a lot of situations where we can't just talk about this certain trajectory that you can achieve these certain goals. You have to be quite understanding and empathetic towards people who have these um, disadvantages. And I feel that like there's a lot of spaces where they do try to upskill people. But again, it's about education, right? They ha- If you don't know about it, how are you going to engage with it? Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of my thought process behind that. Personally, for me, um, I was always passionate about helping the community. It's just something I've always loved. And I used to social media to help me gain these opportunities. I followed people that I thought were doing really great work and they would just like retweet things or they would just share things that I would feel like, oh, maybe I should try this. So the kind of organisation that I tried, uh, that I was part of last year yeah, was Patchwork. And this organisation uh, is a organisation that helps young people to understand politics but also upskill them in mo- multiple different ways. And that really opened my mind because we are given this certain idea that we have to go through this one... Um, trajectory we have this tunnel vision that if you want to do law you have to go through this one route Mm -hmm. but actually you can work in law and work in the NHS because there's a lot of legal understanding that you need in the NHS so I think also having people around you really does help Um, so yeah I don't know why trainer thoughts are all over the place but I just genuinely think that try to help people that are younger than you in terms of even just educating them or finding opportunities because if you have the currency
1: now the young people don't yeah and it is kind of up to us as people who maybe didn't have those opportunities available for us to then try and make it easier for those who are coming after us um and just you know if we can help them out a little bit it helps us all out um but i guess i wanted to ask you like when you were younger did you ever have that kind of i feel like i can't get there because i'm not a certain type of person for example
2: i think the 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 vigor that i got um only developed later on Mm. i think when i was younger and that could be because of my self-confidence i do want to factor that in as well i want to
1: say i'll say something about that later on yes
2: i think like i was a very anxious person Mm. i I lacked self-confidence and so therefore that kind of informed my decision and dictated the steps that i would take Mm. because i didn't have that value for myself and i didn't feel that i would have the skills necessary to be able to do certain things yeah and only last year or the year before i really took a plunge and a leap of faith uh, in terms of trying to challenge myself and that's when everything started to transform alhamdulillah without yeah. allah's favor yeah. um so yeah i do think it's that as well your mental health does have a role to play in terms of what you will engage with and what you will disengage with
1: i agree with because i think confidence is the biggest part of a lot of it so in terms of opportunities and things, we are disadvantaged and that is a fact. But the the thing is is if you and I hate to say it but if you do take it on yourself, like you there are to a certain extent certain opportunities you can make for yourself and things like that. But where it will start from is if you have the confidence in yourself to go out and do it. And I feel like from a young age, I've never thought that I can't do something because of the fact that I've always been told that I can. And I feel like that's the difference when I meet other people is like I've realised not everyone has that around them and I feel like from a a very young age I can remember that there were certain things where I wasn't that good at doing different things and things like that and then I had this one tutor who I'm actually very thankful for and I've only made this realization now in this spot but I think it was because of my tutor the fact that he was like actually you're not it's not you're bad at this you can do it you just need to take a bit of time to try and understand it it was a a specific like thing at the time but I kind of carried that attitude throughout life It was a, I'm not bad at it, or it's not something that I can't do. It's just, it's going to take me a bit of time, but I will get there. I know I will get there, that type of thing. Well done to me, sir. And I think, I think recently that confidence has gone down a bit. I'm still trying to find it. But in terms of dreaming for, or having aspirations for, jobs and things like that, and for us as Muslim women to be in higher roles, it's not something that's impossible and something we know we can do. It's just about having the confidence and believing in ourselves as a first step to try and get there because i feel like if you don't if you don't have that in the get-go you're not gonna it's not you're not doing yourself justice in a way we have to we have to have that confidence within ourselves um and i think it's something we need to start to develop as a community and be like to each other we can do it
0: yeah i agree if you don't believe in yourself how are others going to believe in you
1: And it's it's about because a lot of us haven't had that from a young age, but it's about encouraging it and changing the attitude bit by bit. So if we don't take it upon ourselves, if your friend says, "Hey, this is something that I'm looking into," like, do you think it would be a good idea? Obviously, giving them realistic advice is important too, but also being encouraging, being like, if you think that that's something that's good for you, and you are, you know, looking into it and you're making sure that all the avenues are covered, then why not? Like, why wouldn't you go for it? Um, So I feel like confidence is a huge, huge thing, and it's something that we need to try and. Give ourselves a bit more.
2: I think even it comes stems down from the household as well.
1: A hundred percent, it comes from the household. It comes yeah. from
2: the household. I think it's multiple things: the household, yeah. the environment you go to school. Definitely. Um, because your parents can work really hard to build your confidence, but it could be that one teacher that destroys it all, or that one true. bully that destroys true. it all. Very true. Um, and that can that actually, bullies can actually change your life over the course of, of course, the yeah. way you think about yourself. So I think it's really important. It's a collective kind of thing, thing that way. Yeah. School your your peers um your home life all have to work together to build this young person's confidence and yes. that will create a collective strong community
3: yeah 100 yeah i just want to share something really quickly about your hustle and everything um and my dad he you know sometimes when you think that your parents they're from like the other generation and they came from like wherever they came from india Manga, and you're like you're gonna have this mindset that we can't uh, get to this high roles. um my dad he from a very young age to me and my sister because we're the oldest ones. and um, he's always been so supportive about it he's like I like I know you can do it I'm gonna do everything that you I can to oh. give you an education and I want to see you you know success mm-hmm. and he's always saying like obviously such a young age now but he's always saying like I'm not gonna talk about marriage like I want you to get an education I want you to have like the job that you want the role that you want and I think it's really I think it's such a good thing because um, my dad coming from uh, the obviously the family that he has everyone at my age or whatever the like, when are you going to get married? What are you going to do? Which is not a bad thing. You can get married young. You can do whatever you want. But the fact that my dad took that step uh, with us and showed us this, another type of, like, life that you can take and that you can't get married and have a higher role education yes. and can do stuff, I think it's really good. And I think that my dad is being supportive throughout all. It was such a good uh, thing for me and my sister. And it gave us a lot of confidence mm. to work hard in school you know like i want to show my dad i want to show my parents that i can do this they're giving me the like the resources they're paying for my education and at the end of the day is obviously i want to get you know i want to be a lawyer and all that for my goal but one of my goals is like be there for my parents impress them as well
1: oh
0: go for me yeah i love my (laughs) (laughs) it. it. and
1: i I think that's what that's what it is it's like (laughs) having people around you who tell you you can do it definitely gives you that footing to be like actually I can now go and look for the steps to try and make my whatever I want to do a reality. Um but what so. are the
2: people who don't have that support system? In that case, how do we how do we talk about those people? Because I do think like if you don't have a supportive family background and you have a one a way of thinking and your families are different, then there's a conflict and there's a discrepancy. There. Say, yeah. Um so in that case, what would you guys suggest? I think in that case, so we what we're
1: talking about in terms of confidence is like a societal thing, a multifaceted thing, right? In, in this scenario, it's difficult because like you said, Marion, there's a conflict and always solving conflict is a very difficult thing to do. Um, and I think that's when someone, your idea of introspection is really important there too, thinking about what your situation is, what you want to do, what your goals are. Um, and then thinking about, your kind of plan of how you want to get there i think with everything it's and with higher roles and things like that for us to aim or for us to hope to get to somewhere we need to have action steps to get in place um and i think once you have those kind of sorted and set out it's a matter of having conversations with the people that you need to have conversations with to get there um and hopefully once you're at that stage where you are getting a plan in place you already have that confidence within yourself that you're going to get there because you're making the steps for you to to do it and it's just about convincing others in terms of giving yourself that confidence it's hard because especially if you've had like you said you've had experiences in life which have brought your confidence levels down or maybe making you doubt yourself a little bit Um, but I think I want to say like in terms of us we all know that when you have goals in place unless there are very like obvious things that are in your way inshallah if you work hard towards it and I know it sounds super super like you know What's the word kind of optimistic in a way, but inshallah, once you start putting things into place, don't believe that you can't get there because think, you can.
2: I think that's the perspective. Firstly, I,
1: I hate th- to sound cringy, but no, I, I <laughs> you don't. Think,
2: <laughs> I don't think we should have this perception that we can't be idealistic with our du'as, like because,
1: oh, especially with your du'as, of course. Like,
2: do, do never, I don't think we should ever limit what we ask for exactly, in exactly. Um, but in terms of tangible ways of people who don't have that support system at all, yeah. if you're in school. I'm sure there'll be a teacher or advisor or someone, someone there that would believe in you and have those conversations. If you're feeling that you don't have that gap at home, find that elsewhere, find that in school where someone can guide you mm. um, as you grow up, especially if you're you know, under 18 and you go to school. When you go to university, again, there's opportunities. You'll find a lecturer, you'll find societies, you'll find like yeah. minded people. Um, so there's always going to be someone there it's just that like you mentioned when you have introspection you know exactly what you want and you're not going to get that support system from anyone you have to be quite careful as well because they will influence you completely Um, so that's kind of just a tangible way of kind of um, making sure that you get the right advice and the right support from people that align with your values um i forgot what I was going to say but i
1: think also like i know we talked about and not even i said the importance of it and i think having a support system or having people telling you that you can do it is is important to give you that confidence from the get-go but at the same time there are loads of people who don't have it and still mm-hmm. pave the way for themselves and i think at the end of the day if there's something you want to do it comes from within you to and you kind of Giving it to yourself
3: in yeah, that way. So if you're, like, doing that, justice by yourself. Yeah, definitely. Because you deserve it for you, right? If you're like, if everyone is negative around you, you have to take that step to look out and look for the positive people that are gonna like bring you up, bring you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't, you don't have any support system. We, as sisters, speak, are supporting you through every single thing that you can. You, we know you can do it. We know we all can do as Muslim women You can work in higher roles. We're capable of doing anything we put our mind. Two. Mm. very
1: nicely said um so i guess we've had a very deep discussion and we haven't even got through the whole yet. <laughs> i think that was question one yeah that was question
0: one but it was <laughs> well, 10 questions
1: honestly it is a very good um thing i guess i want to pick out one very important question that we can discuss quickly um so in the guardian what article is this from farine
3: the guardian
1: the Guardian. Okay. <laughs> we'll, link, we'll try and find the article and link it on our um, Instagram. Um, but I think the title is saying, we've got degrees, so why do women, and women struggle to get jobs? And I think that's a very important thing that we need to discuss.
0: Why do you guys think that is? Well, I hate to say this, but it really does matter how you look. A hundred percent.
1: does not just looks, sound, the way we speak, the oh, yeah. way even the if way the, the content of what you're saying yeah, the con- is yeah. said in with a slight accent or you sound like you're from Luton or you sound yeah. like you're from, you know, this type of thing. Of course. Definitely, um, in, in, in my opinion, definitely influences
0: I think the way you does. come across. I, I think 90% of the time it will and it does. I mean, you could be an expert in that field and not get the job because they just don't like the fact that you wear the hijab. That is the bottom line. That is the fact. And they
1: stopped listening to you as soon as they saw you.
0: Yeah, because they've already got in their mind what they're looking for in the Mm. job. And you might not fit their company culture. There could be so many reasons, but it's sad to say that you being a Muslim can have an effect on that. And let's not forget many, many years ago, the study done, and this has been done so many times, the study, when a guy used his CV to apply for jobs and used the same exact CV, Mm. but one time with Mohammed and one time with a more... Uh, English sounding name I can't remember what it was and he got more job offers on the English sounding name than the Mohammed name even though it's exactly the same applications and I can't I don't have the link right now but I'll find it and you can find this online anywhere this has been done many times and that was with a man as well so it just goes to show that the prejudice is there we know it's there right like it's been proven but it's a shame because you could be qualified and then in the very last stage and I have a friend um, well she's a work colleague of mine as well and she's mentioned that genuinely it was a recruiter that she went through to get a job at a bank um, and it was a bank in the city and they they let the recruiter know and said um, she was not like her image was not what we were expecting and she wore a hijab and they literally said this and I was so outraged for her said, terrible. how can you not take this further and so on and so on she goes well they told the recruiter to pass on that message to me so it was it was through, like, you know, she didn't know how to, and she goes, what can I do? I didn't get the job, so I can't go to the One HR. Second, yeah. It's all very, you know, and it's a long process. Do you process. think that
1: idea of, um, I think I heard about it going around, removing names from applications. Oh,
2: yeah, un- um, unconscious bias. That's so to remove something. the
1: unconscious bias, yeah. yeah, so having, like, anonymous I've kind of applications. That. I've seen that in Do you in think that would, that would help? Do you think that's it?
2: I think it definitely. I
0: think know. it's a good thing though because yeah. you know that they're basing it on your merit alone. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, then it, we're talking about the next stage, the interview stage. When interview they see stage, you, yeah. They see your hijab, mm. and I think for you guys, especially that are visibly Muslim, it's. And I'm saying this from my point of view. You, I'm sure you guys think this. Whatever you do, for some reason, it will be a representation of Islam. Almost, mm-hmm. it could be anything. You could just be doing your interview, but they're going to look at you sometimes and think. She's not just representing a lawyer who's come from a Luton background or so on. She's also representing, in my a Muslim female. And it's so hard for you to keep that balance because mm. sometimes you're there for a certain reason to get the job, but yeah. they're looking at you with all these other preconceptions pre-con- yeah. that they may have of you, you know. So it, that, those barriers, one. they're going to form barriers for you. you That's know,
1: true. So. But I feel like... Um, In terms of the anonymizing because so many people don't even get through the first round to get to interview stage because I feel like at interview stage you're talking you're letting your ideas come through if they're listening to you on the other side that's a different question but at at least you get to show some part of yourself and what you stand for whereas when you're on paper if someone's looking at your name and they're forming all of these ideas and just because someone's name is slightly different even if they have the same uh, qualifications as you that might put them at a bit of an advantage at least it's giving okay. you that opportunity to get your foot in the door. So you
0: really, really think about it. Why does your name need to be on an application? It doesn't.
1: Oh, um, but yeah, so we, so use, uh, oh. we are at the end of our show. I'm so sorry, Mariam. We need to talk about this. We need to con- we need continue to. this conversation like next week. Um, but thank you all for listening. Um, we hope you join us next week where we'll have another interesting discussion. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org